Be very careful of who you're paying attention to. Multiple streams of income. It's easier, I promise you, and more common to get a $100,000 check in one company than try to get 10,000 in 10 different companies. Right. The most powerful force on earth is compound interest. I trust him. And when the market takes a dump, I don't panic and sell everything. The economy is cyclical. It's always going to be. So great times don't last forever, but they come back around. And bad times don't last forever, but they do come back around. Everyone should be investing. A lot of people don't understand investing, so therefore they don't do any. Right. And it's tragic. If you overreact emotionally, right. You could lose everything. You're never going to make real money from your primary source of income. Mm -hmm. You're going to make money on what you invest in. That's where the real wow. money comes from. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's version of our Life Mastery Training podcast. I am here with one of the co-founders, Mr. Monaco Perez. Hey, How are you buddy. doing today, good, brother? Good, good. I'm doing great. Thanks for, uh, you know, I guess it's not thanks for having me because we're both co-founders. So it's, yeah, we're having yeah, each other. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Stavros and George, our other partners, live yeah. in Cyprus. So that's why they're not with us. But we want to make sure we're getting you really good information every single week. So it's always going to be a little bit different. And right. whenever we can do it with the four of us together, we obviously do it. So what do you got, buddy? I well, know that you are the guy know, who comes I'm up all, with the, the topics. The one thing that's, uh, you know, always a hot topic out there that a lot of people ask, you know, no matter what you're, you're you know, scouring through the Internet is multiple streams of income and what Ooh. your thoughts are on it. You know, obviously, um, you know, I mean, there's so much out there now. There's real estate, there's Bitcoin, mm. Forex, direct sales, yeah. um, solar panel sales, there's door to door, all that. So what, what's your view on, uh, yeah. people that, you know, try to do a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, you know, it's a really good question because obviously having multiple streams of income is a great idea because that way, if you know, one thing doesn't work out, you're not dead, not quote unquote, putting all of your eggs in one basket. But, uh, the problem I see with a lot of people is it's taking away from their focus. So, right. It's sort of like if you want to have an incredible relationship, it's probably best to be in a relationship with one person. Right. It, it might be fun to drape three or four people at one time, but you certainly can't give any of them the attention that they probably really want. Right. You know me, I'm about analogies, so I, yeah. that was probably not the best analogy. <laughs> but, I but I mean, in all sincerity, yes. So multiple streams of income is a good idea because you don't have all your eggs in one basket. And because let's face it, if you can, you know, if your main source of income makes you a hundred thousand dollars a year and you can make ten thousand somewhere else and five thousand somewhere else right why wouldn't you want three streams of income right. now how soon do you like how soon i guess if you are starting a business and you're successful at it like how soon do you jump into start looking into another well, stream of income? so so let's look at that you know what i mean i i don't know the exact history but i'm gonna guess that Elon Musk didn't start Tesla while he was getting uh, PayPal up and off the ground. Right. He certainly didn't start SpaceX when he started Tesla. Yeah. So even the wealthiest guy in the world was not doing, he's got all, well, 
PayPal is gone. But he has a couple things going on at one time, but he also has thousands of employees in each of those elements. And right. even he's not good enough to do both at one time. Right. So I think that's the big thing for people to understand. You asked the, the question, the way you phrased it was, when someone's successful, how long should they wait? Well, right. here's the problem I'm seeing. People who are not successful are going to a seminar and hearing a guy like me, let's say, talking about having multiple streams of income, yeah. and they misinterpret it and go, okay, well, I need to be, so let me give you an example. Um, I made a lot of my money. You've been around the network marketing world forever. Right. And I was in one company at a time. Again, totally devoted and focused to one company at a time. Right. I never looked at another company, let alone got involved in a second company when I was in one company. Right. And I would say that would apply if I was in insurance, I would build in one agency, not multiple. If I was in real estate, I'd be selling for one brokerage, not multiple. Right. But people go, well, if I can get a $10,000 a month check in 10 different companies, that's a and that sounds great, but yeah. the truth is, getting a ten thousand dollar check in ten companies, some of the best network marketers on earth couldn't do that. Right to get a ten thousand dollar check in two companies simultaneously would be tough. It's easier, I promise you, and more common to get a hundred thousand dollar check in one company than try to get ten thousand in ten different companies. Right. But again, that's where people get a little confused. So my thought is keep the main thing the main thing. Right. So whatever you're doing, if you're selling real estate, go kill it selling real estate. If you're in network marketing, kill that. If you're an in insurance, kill that. If, right. Whatever your main thing is. Make it your main thing and get really, really, really good at it. Now, when you get really, really, really good at something, yeah. there's going to be extra money. Right. Right. Yeah. So here's what most people do. And again, I hate to say this, but network marketing, we're incredibly guilty of this. I came from no money. I was first generation money. Yeah. So as soon as I made some money, I started buying everything. Yeah. I bought a Rolex. I bought another Rolex. I bought yeah. a car. I got another car. I got clothes. I got suits. I got ties. I got, I traveled. I ate the best restaurants. Like, yeah. You see all this stuff flaunted in front of you. You want to live, and you're yeah, you've experienced yeah, that. Yeah, I have. I mean, I've been guilty of that. That obviously I haven't made the money that you've made, but even kind of like you know by association, I'm around a lot of that wealth and a lot of oh, yeah. you know some of that you know things that are happening. So now I'm like, well. I need to get a, uh, you know, so oh, I need I've, to get, I've yeah. seen you spend some yeah, money. I was going to say, I think <laughs> back to your daughter Sophia's first birthday party and right. I think, how much did that birthday party? Yeah, Can it, you disclose that? It was probably, it, it was, it was in the thousands, but you know, it's my, it's a birthday. It's her first birthday. But yeah, I mean, you start making a little bit of money and you, you start feeling like, okay, this is kind of cool. And uh, you, invincible up until right. something does right. happen you know a couple right. of years back it was kind of like hey guess what no more flying stay at home and yeah. now that's where it's yeah. like okay well that's where being a good steward of your money <laughs> right. the richest man in babylon or just what you learn in the bible is yeah. you, you always prepare that there's gonna it, the, the economy is cyclical it's always gonna be so great times don't last forever but they come back around and right. bad times don't last forever, but they do come back around. So if you're good with your money, if you're a good steward, you know that you got to live by ratios. That's a whole different show we could do. So for me, it's always been, well, first of all, again, it, when I was in first network marketing, I spent it all. 
I made a hundred grand. I spent it all. I made 300 grand. I spent it all. I made 500 grand. I spent it all. I actually made over a million and spent it all because I didn't have something like this to listen to. Um, My coach and teacher and mentor was amazing, was great at showing me how to make it, but not how to spend it. So then, like you said, when the bad times come around, all of a sudden I've got this wild monthly overhead and my income didn't match it. So what I would share with people, no matter what, forget about secondary source of income, that's what we'll get back to. But right right now, live on 70% of what you earn. Mm -hmm. So it's a ratio thing. So in other words, it's not like how much money should I put in savings? That's not it. What do you earn? So use a round number. You make $100,000, you should take out of the hundred thousand, thirty thousand goes over here, and you don't touch it. That's what I'm doing with my kids right now. My wife's children are ten and twelve. They're not my natural children, but I'm their stepdad. And I already taught this to my daughters. You obviously yeah. know my daughters. You know the boys too. Yeah. So it, it, what I taught my daughters who are twenty eight and twenty four, same thing. Live on seventy percent of your income. Now, when they're little. They don't know why, and they don't right. like it. Yeah, like for sure. Like our youngest is now ten. I remember when we introduced the eight years old. You know, he would get twenty dollars, and we're like, okay, so you can keep fourteen dollars of that. And he was like, what? Like he yeah. was pissed. Like what? <laughs> this is an outrage. How did this happen? This is an outrage. You know what I mean? And and we just told him you can you can do it. But here's the thing. You can do whatever you want to do with the 14. You right. can buy the most ridiculous garbage. You can yeah. spend it all on Roblox. You get my, my daughter back in the day was buying a thing called Webkins. Right. Just <laughs> the most ridiculous stuff. But you can do whatever you right. want. And, and think about literally as an adult having the same philosophy. Yeah. Like you can go just go buy nothing but Versace stuff. You can have one shirt and yeah. one pair of shoes and whatever. I mean, it, because I, anyway... But you can do whatever you want, but this 30% stays here. So for me, the way I learned it was 10% goes to God first, 10% goes to your investments, that's rich dad, poor dad stuff. And then 10% goes to debt reduction because most people have debt, certainly most Americans. I know a lot of people watching this are not in America. But uh, yeah, so, and if you don't have debt, then you could take that other 10% and and put that into into your savings investments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I kind of learned the same thing. Like, you know, growing up, my parents taught me the first 10% goes to, you know, to church, to God. But then obviously I was never taught the other 10% goes to investment. It was like, goes to savings. Yeah. And that was it. Well, it was like, just go to savings. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, but Oh, I wish we could throw in a clip. Maybe we can get a clip of Robert to put in right here. Robert Kiyosaki, we did event with our first live event was Robert. Love Robert, worked with him in the past. He's a great guy. We had so much fun with him off stage, but he's like straight. He's as raw as it can get. And he's like, if you are have money in savings, you're an idiot. Why would you save money when they're printing money? Do you know why they tell you to save money? so they can lend out your money 10 times. Your money is becoming worth less and less and less and less and less. So that's hypnosis. The savings is not keeping up with inflation, especially right now. So you need to invest that money. You need to get a better rate of return than whatever the inflation is because savings accounts aren't paying anything. But yeah, you didn't, we both grew up lower middle income. Is that a safe way of putting it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, again, like I said, that was never taught to me. It was never brought up. Rich dad, poor dad. I'd never even heard of that book until, you know, we kind of, I started working with you and, but now learning a lot of this like you know 
for me, one thing that I've learned, and I don't know if it was you that said it in a seminar or somebody else mentioned it, but make sure that you've got, you know, if you in your bank account have uh, six months worth of your, your you know, what you normally whatever get, your overhead yeah, whatever is, your overhead is, overhead. six months worth. And I heard it to where, and then consider investing. Like yeah. if you don't have that much, yeah. just, you know, yeah. kind of to, to save up, yeah. then don't even look into investing. Yeah, that's, that's so, again, and this is, let me talk to you directly for a minute. Be very careful of who you're paying attention to. My mentor taught me there's three rules in life. Pay attention, get excited, never quit. Pay attention is really important because if you are taking advice from an idiot, and by the way, free advice is free. <laughs> so if you're going to do real estate investing, you're going to ask a homeless person. I'm not trying to be insensitive. If you ask someone who owns no real estate, they're going to give you bad advice. If you want marital advice from someone who's never had a relationship, they're going to give you bad advice. So that's terrible advice. Most people I talk to, and this was what I grew up with my dad. I love my dad, but he lived paycheck to paycheck. He was a bartender. It had a whole uh, philosophy of money he downloaded to me, which I adopted. That was my philosophy. So you've got to pay off all your debt, then you invest, which is the worst thing possible. The sooner you invest money, the better. Right. Because Einstein, we all know Einstein, yeah. said the most powerful force on earth is compound pound interest. Now, Einstein knew about nuclear fusion. He knew about all that stuff. So he knew about nuclear energy. And he said that compound interest is the most powerful thing in the world. And if you don't know compound interest, for God's sakes, go Google it. Right. If you take $200 a month, which everyone can do, if yeah. you force yourself. So again, think about it. You make $2,000 a month, you take that 10%, you carve it out, and you find a good interest-bearing account, and you keep it in there month after month after month after month after month, year after year. After 10 years, not exciting. After 20 years, it's a little exciting. Right. After 25 years, you got over a million dollars. After 30 years, it's even more. And every five years after that, the number goes up astronomically. I know, you know, this is something we've been teaching yeah. forever, but it, everyone should be investing. A lot of people don't understand investing, so therefore they don't do any. Right. And it's tragic. But we digress. Let's get back. All I'm trying to say is live on ratios. Right. So of that money, let's say of the 10% you're investing, you want to diversify your investments. Yeah. Some in real estate, some in a stock market, some high risk, some low risk. Well, part of what you do with that money is start a second stream of income. Right. So, you know, our friend Tony, mm -hmm. I'm going to have Tony on one of these yeah. podcasts. Yeah. So Tony, and his friend Mike were both yeah. making good money in network marketing. Yep. He took a stream of income and they started a food delivery service. Yep. And that made them 10 times more money than <laughs> yeah. the network marketing business, but they still had their network marketing business. Right. So that's multiple streams of income. Now, the same guy, Tony Swantech, uh, again, uh, uh, so impressed with Tony. Tony now started a business, an accounting firm that is wow, is it growing and exploding? Yeah. I, I mean, so now they've, you know, still I'm sure got a residual income from network marketing. They still have a thriving food delivery service. Oh, yeah. And now they've got this other thing. So they're making millions and millions and millions of dollars by having multiple streams of income. So right. it's a good idea. But Tony had his head down in one thing for a long time until he had some seed money to start a second thing. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as far as like with, um, you know, how you were mentioning, obviously investing and, and, you know, 
not so if you do start to invest like out of your portfolio how much goes where like that's the yeah. other thing that like somebody's taught me or somebody explained to me hey if you are gonna you know put money into the stock market or into bitcoin or forex or mm -hmm. any of that stuff that's the hot you know topics now yeah. like do you go into it assuming like hey that money it's just kind of like i'm not even worrying about it anymore like almost like yeah. it's gone yeah that's what i do per so in right. other words whatever i do i put it in there and leave it go so i got some uh oh what's the bitcoin i got some uh exp some ripple right. a while ago and it's first of all it was in a lawsuit it's it just sitting there i'm not touching it i don't right. plan on now if it goes up a hundredfold yeah i'll probably sell but yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. And the yeah. same thing with the stock market. I mean, right. I have a great broker and he's great at what he does. Yes, of course, they charge fees. You got to if you want to know about this stuff, get Tony Robbins book on money. It's really good for someone who knows nothing about investing. It's a little complicated, but it's a lot simpler than most everything else I've ever seen before. And it talks to you about some of these places, the hidden fees they end up paying are terrible. Right. So I've got a guy, the fees are reasonable, but he really knows his stuff. Yeah. So I trust him. And when the market takes a dump, I don't panic and sell everything. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the one thing if you're investing, you can't be overly emotional about it. Yeah. Like nowadays, a lot of people want to use AI for investing because AI is not emotional. I understand yeah. the, the concept behind that. Um, for some people, the, the AI just freaks them out and they won't do that. But just understand that that's why life mastery is so important. I, I got to jump into this. So yeah. we talk about having four pillars, right? So yeah. we're talking financial right now. This is all financial. But then in this financial, we have physical, your physical well-being. We have spiritual, your ultimately the most important thing. And then uh, social. And social takes in a lot of things, our interactions with other human beings. Right. And a lot of it is controlling our thoughts, controlling our emotions. Yeah. So that's where a lot of people don't understand that to be a trader, yeah. to be an investor, you need to develop your whole self. It all interacts because if you overreact emotionally, right you could lose everything yeah. i mean you just can't do that warren buffett says when other people are greedy i was a victim if you want to call it a victim of what they call juggling which yeah. you know my daughters they're not they don't you know in they their mind they're like okay yeah. you lost whatever what yeah. is that they don't understand yeah, exactly yeah. so i told my wife i said look i could either have my my mindset be upset and now that's going to affect them right. on their last day of school right. or i just keep it cool keep it internalized we still do everything we had planned on doing right and when they ask hey why is the window broken on the truck uh oh, daddy hit it with a ladder uh and that's yeah. literally what we told them yeah. and my five-year-old and my eight-year-old they were probably like oh daddy you're so silly what were you thinking why did you hit it with the ladder now you got to fix the you know you got to fix the glass and you that better, was it. So the, first of all, that's amazing. <laughs> Secondly, you better not screw with me or I'll show your kids this podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, but I'm saying like mindset wise, like if I didn't know, 
just how to control my thoughts and yeah. emotions. No, no. I no. mean, think about how many people oh. in that same situation that yeah. blow up at the wife. Yeah. They say when emotions go up, the IQ goes right. down. So needless to say, you and Melinda were emotional. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. this sucks. Who wouldn't be emotional yeah. about that? But you kept that down, went into your frontal cortex and used your brain, yeah. right? The logical part of your brain. And it's so cool. Your kids had no idea anything ever happened, right. really, yeah. other than the ladder hitting yeah you know. <laughs> and daddy messing around with the ladder but yeah i mean that's something that i've learned through you know breakthrough that i learned many years ago that i've been able to you know i control my thoughts and emotions and especially with that you know it's not you know why things could have obviously had a much worse outcome right. than just money and like you said hey put your head down and let's get back to work well, speaking about getting back to work, let's finish up this yeah. session, which we're talking about multiple streams of income. So let's be definitive. Is it a good thing? Yes. But get one thing right first. Right. I was on a golf course years ago with these two very wealthy older guys. At the time, I'm 35 years old. I was just starting to make money. I told you I was spending money like a drunk sailor. And uh, they grabbed me and they said, you know, you seem like such a nice young man. It's like, can we give you a little bit of advice? I know you're making a lot of money. We don't know what you do. You obviously make money, but yeah. it's like you're never going to make real money from your primary source of income. Mm. You're going to make money on what you invest in. That's where the real wow. money comes from. Yeah. And it's like at the time I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, like I was just so <laughs> stupid back then. But now I get it. And that's what I'm doing now. So yeah. right now I've got you asked about how what kind of diversity and for me, I have a lot of very conservative investments, but I'm a venture capitalist, man. Right. I invest in some companies that have a great idea. And if those hit, yeah. man, you talk about multiple streams of income. And right. it's interesting because for me, I still work my ass off. You know yeah. that. I've got my primary source of income. And then all every once in a while, I either get a check in the mail from one of them or I get a deposit in my bank account. I'm like, why is the, the yeah. account so high? And I'm like, oh, damn, that yeah. was that deal. That was a dividend. Like, right. what a concept. Yeah. So you should definitely have multiple streams of income when the time is right. right. But don't try to do too much too fast. There is no shortcut to success. Get really good at one thing create a lot of additional income and then invest that money intelligently. It's about earning money and it's about spending money and learn how to do both the right way. So that's all we got right now. Awesome. But we will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Yeah, we'll see you guys. <laughs>